My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives, because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Hey friend, welcome to episode 19 and our third episode in our special series about having adult kids for Christmas. And today's episode is really applicable all year long, but in both 17 and 18 episodes, we talked about um, how we needed to always prioritize prayer. So today I want to give some very actionable ways of praying through our heart to get it lined up to minister to our families. So in 17, we talked about developing our attitude, protecting our attitude as our adult kids come home, how to have that servant-hearted attitude. In 18, it was very practical ideas for having a less stressful holiday. Today, I really want to talk about the thing that I've said over and over is that don't forget Jesus' most prioritized method of dealing with his disciples was to draw away by himself and pray. We need to get away and pray. And it might mean that we've got to stay up late to do that. It might mean mean that we need to wake up very early in the morning before anybody shows up. It might mean that we need to just hide away for a little bit, run into the bathroom, take a walk outside, um, and, and pray. When we feel those negative emotions or frustrations rising, that is a great signal that we need to get away and pray. That is the only way we're going to have the sacrificial love of Jesus towards our family. We need to be filled up by him and not come to our family needy, looking for them to fill us up. We need to look how we can pour out Jesus' love on them. So here's some things practically that we'll be praying. And I have scriptural references for each one. You'll be able to find these on my website if you want to go back and look them up. I'm not going to read the scripture out loud. I'm just going to give you the reference. So these are the things I ask Jesus to fill my heart with. One is if the kids, if your kids are rejecting you, personally, if you have a strained relationship or a lot of frustration that's going along, maybe some point in this year, something very hurtful has happened and you feel rejected by them. You need to go to first Peter two, 21 through 25, and you'll see how Jesus responded. He, when he endured rejection. And so he has already paved, um, paved that path for us and we can follow him in that. So go there Ask him to fill you with the same kind of love that he responded to, to um, the people that rejected him, that spit on him, that hurled accusations that were false at him. You know what? He has gone through that too. He understands your pain. So go to him with that and ask him to prepare you to respond like he did. The next thing is that we need to be forgiving 
towards our kids, even if our kids have not forgiven us for things that we've done wrong. The Lord's Prayer tells us in Matthew 6, 12, that we are asking um, Jesus, God, the Father, to forgive us as we for have forgiven others. So let's forgive our kids. We need to spend time forgiving our kids before they ever show up. If we know there's some hurts that they have caused through the years, things they've said, actions they have done or not done that have been hurtful, then go ahead, write those down, get them on paper, go before the Lord and forgive your kids. That way when they come, they're coming to you and you have a clean slate on your heart and you're not hiding a little snarky comment that's going to sneak out when you're least expecting it. Um, doing this during the day, that's one of those stealing away moments when they do something or say something and all of that frustration and anger rises up again. Get away forgive them. Ask Jesus to empower you to go out and love anyway. Okay, this is one that I always struggle with when we have the big group and there's lots going on. I still want to have that spirit of, of Mary when the day holds the needs of Martha. You know the story of Mary and Martha and their two sisters and Jesus and all of his followers have showed up at the house and everybody's hungry. But where's Mary? She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Martha's like, uh, excuse me, I could use some help. Okay, well, that is me in the family situation. But he says, Martha, Martha, there's so many needs, but there's only one thing that is needful. You're worried about so many things. I know, Martha, I so identify with Martha, but I want to grab on to that one needful thing. And the relationship with my kids, how I reflect Jesus to them, that is the one needful thing in the family gathering. So I'm asking Jesus to help me remember, to help me sit at his feet, even if I'm busy getting food out, to have his attitude of love and relationship as the priority. Okay, this is a biggie. The next one is don't expect our kids to understand us or our situation at this point. Nobody understood Jesus. He kept doing the right thing. He kept loving. He kept going, even though he was misunderstood. And you can find that in Mark 12, 24, John 13, 7, and in Acts 7, 25. This is where the scripture that talks about that. It's like we didn't. We didn't know, Jesus, what you're doing. What are you doing? And that's how our kids can be with us. They don't understand. You know why? Because they're not at our stage of life. We can sometimes remember what it felt like to be their age, but they have no idea what it's like to be our age with all of the things that are going on with us. We need to accept that, and we need to be okay with not being understood. There's some chance that when they get older and they have their own kids and all that's going on, they may recall us and understand us better. Most likely, we're not going to be around to experience that, but that's okay. We need to be willing to be misunderstood and return what we're given with love and graciousness and kindness. Okay, the next one is to remember how Jesus, when he was surrounded by needs, what he prioritized, he took the kids onto his lap and he loved on them and he blessed them. And that's the heart attitude that I see that, that the needs, the practical needs of the day can block for me. I want to remember that the people that are in my house are the absolute most important part of this day. 
And we find this story of Jesus with the children in Mark 10, 14 through 16. That's a heart attitude that we can reflect our Savior to our kids and our grandkids. Our grandkids are much less worried about what they eat and that forever they will remember those moments on our lap. Okay, and the last one is I think it's good to remember that Jesus also asked for help. It's okay for us as moms, as running this, you know, meals and and activities of the day to remember that even Jesus asked his disciples or assigned his disciples jobs. Um, He sent them out on missions. All of those are reasonable ways to interact with other people. Um, Matthew 10, 5, you'll see that. Um, as a story about that. But here's the deal. We can't expect them to intuitively know exactly what to do. We can ask nicely and kindly for them to do something. They may not do it. And we need to be okay with that. Again, valuing the relationship over what goes on during the day. Episode 18 is full of practical ideas of how for the day to ask for help during the day. But at the beginning of my times with my all my kids coming home, I really have to lay down those expectations. So I think it's good to ask. I think it's also very important to lay down expectations and to let it unfold as it unfolds. Every single time we lay those expectations down, like Mary, we sit at Jesus' feet. We ask for his love to fill our heart. Then we can ask for help all through the day, kindly. He's with us. He's going to help give us ideas on how to love others through us. And we want to be available for that. How good it is to know that we are not alone in the day. As we're going into the day with all of the people and all of the needs. And sometimes those can be difficult relationships. We need to remember we're not alone. Jesus understands everything we are going through and is in the day with us. Okay, so once again, if you want some more um, ideas on your holiday, episode 17 talks about that servant-hearted attitude we want to have with our kids. Episode 18 has the practical ideas um, to help the day run better. And then episode 20 is going to be when um, we have a Christmas where no kids come home because that happens eventually as they're adults. What do we do then? Well, thank God for the Christmas that we have. It's going to be different this year. But whatever your Christmas is, thank God, the God who became man and came amongst us. Thank Him for this Christmas. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, SusanKMessias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at SusanKMessias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 